Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by a very special guest. She was just named Nuha Rookie of the Week last week, and she's a freshman on the Stonehill women's hockey team, Alexis Petford. Alexis, thank you so much uh, for coming on the podcast today, and how's everything going? Uh, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. You know, obviously Thanksgiving is upon us here in the U.S., so I'm looking forward to that. And obviously a lot of sports going around with the World Cup and hockey and college hockey, so it's quite a busy time for me right now. Yeah, for sure. We have uh, Thanksgiving in Canada in October, so it's a little bit different for me. <laughs> so do you, so you don't celebrate? So you just stay in college? You don't celebrate at all? Yeah, well, um, we actually have two games coming up this weekend, so we're practicing on Thanksgiving. So uh, even the people that are from Mass don't get to go home. But So it's not really different for me compared to the rest of the people. Yeah, I've, to be honest with you, I feel like Thanksgiving in the U.S. is at a better time just because you get more days off than in Canada where you just get the Monday off. So I'm not sure why you guys don't switch to November so you can get more days off. Yeah, actually, I'd, I'd enjoy a couple more days off in Canada. <laughs> but uh, I wonder why that is. Do you know why or is it just the way it is, I guess? I, I have no idea. I think it's just like a normal Thanksgiving. <laughs> so, but let's sort of dive in and talk about your team a little bit because um, your team got off to a good start at the beginning of the season. You guys beat some really good teams, but you guys have struggled lately in the month of November, only winning one game. So I'm just curious, how would you evaluate uh, your team's performance this season so far? Yeah, I think uh, all teams are obviously going to have like ups and downs throughout the season. So I think especially as a new Division One program that that's going to happen for us. And I think, yeah, we started off strong and I think November was just uh, a little bit downhill for us. But I don't necessarily think that our uh, outcomes um, showed like how that we've been performing. Like I think we're improving every game and hopefully December is just uphill for us. Yeah. And coming into uh, this season, like what were your goals and expectations for yourself and the team? Um, honestly, like coming in as a freshman and knowing that there's 17 other freshmen on the team, I don't think I really had super like high expectations. It's kind of like you didn't really know what you were getting thrown into, but um, I was super excited to come. And like, obviously, um, the whole team has like exceeded expectations. Like we came in and won games like as a new team in the Division One program, we we're kind of like looked at as going to be like a low team. But I think we're proving people wrong. So that's great. Yeah, and talk a little bit about Newha because it's sort of a new conference for a lot of fans because obviously this past summer, uh, Newha finally got automatic bid to the national tournament, which is great. And it feels like this year it's sort of a wide open conference. It seems like a lot of teams have a chance to win it. So what has your been experience? What's your experience been like so far playing in Newha? And I guess what style of play do a lot of the teams have from your experience compared to some of the out-of-conference games you've played so far? Yeah, I think um, some of the games we played, like, for example, like UConn and Brown um, were, well, obviously our first game was against UConn. So we were kind of just like thrown into that, like a top 20 ranked team was um, a lot of us were like, well, like didn't really know what we were expecting. But uh, then when we came into like the Newhall conference and started playing against people in our conference, like we realized that we actually like had a shot and like have a chance to win our conference. So I think like that's a good like eye opener for us and know that like yeah, we might be like the underdogs going in, but I think again, like we've shown that we really can like hang in there with other teams. Now talk about your preparation for this season. Obviously going into college hockey is a lot different than junior. So I guess what'd you work on in your off season uh, that's led to so far the success you've had so far this season as a freshman? Yeah, um, well this year obviously uh, is my first year in college. So I knew that the pace and tempo is going to be different than playing in minor hockey. So uh, this off season, like I worked more on my speed and knew that I have to like 
um, match and hopefully exceed other people's like expectations and tempo on the ice. So uh, that's what I worked on a lot in the offseason. And what has been like the biggest improvement you've made to your game uh, since the start of your freshman year to now at late November? Um, I think, again, like with my skating um, growing up, it was kind of always like I was like fast enough, but I had like a really weird stride. So um, my coaches have been working a lot with me on like lengthening my stri- my stride and like working on my arms, for example, like making them go straight instead of all over the place. <laughs> And obviously the physicality is something that I feel like is sort of an underrated part of Nuha. I'm curious how you've sort of developed into that as well. Like, have you always been like a physical player? Is that something you've sort of had to adapt to? Um, I think kind of both. Like um, when I played the past four year with, years with the Rebels, I was um, an underage going in. So I kind of had to like adapt to um, the bigger and older girls when I was younger. So it's kind of just like coming back to me again as I enter my first year of college. So I want to transition now and dive into the beginning of your hockey career and kind of work all the way up to where you are today uh, with college. So obviously you are from Balgoni, Saskatchewan. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly, but uh, talk about growing up there and how did you start uh, playing hockey? Yeah, um, my dad played hockey, so um, I was kind of just like thrown into it when I was younger. And um, across the street, uh, one of my best friends, uh, he played hockey too, so um, we kind of just would have competitions. Like, I'm a pretty competitive person. So uh, I started playing on a guy's hockey team. And uh, like I said, I'm competitive. So I always wanted to be better than them. And so I always strive to make, like, top teams and stuff like that. So uh, I started playing guys hockey with them. And then um, once I was done with uh, the guys hockey, and I went, it moved on to them. So there's contact. So I moved to play uh, with the girls in uh, Regina. And I played on the Ravens for the Bantam team uh, in a midget league. So we ended up winning that league, which was pretty pretty cool feeling. And then I moved on to play with the uh, uh, Regina Rebels and uh, for the next four years, and now I'm here. So, yeah. Who was your favorite player growing up? Was it someone on the national team or was it an NHL player? Um, I'd say uh, I kind of had one of both. Like, uh, for a national team would probably be Natalie Spooner. I uh, think she has like a great work ethic and uh, she's a great 200 foot player. And then for the NHL, I'd probably say like Patrick Kane or um, Jonathan Taves, like Jonathan Taves uh, is Canadian. So like watching him play like world juniors and stuff, he had a big help in uh, bringing home the gold medal for that. And then Patrick Kane kind of sick hands. So yeah. yeah. And obviously Taves played college hockey too, which I think that's something that you Canadians can relate to a little bit as well. Yeah, for sure. Now, has Coach Tara ever talked to you about Natalie Spooner since she did play with her in the 2014 Olympics, or you haven't asked her about that yet? Um, she's talked to me just a little bit. Um, I went to, I tried out for Team Canada this uh, past past year, and uh, unfortunately I didn't make it, but we still got to meet, like, I got to meet Spooner and uh, some other, like, Olympians, like Emily Clark from Saskatoon. So that's pretty cool, like, meeting other Olympians and um, just knowing, like, what it's like to, like, be in, like, talk to them and stuff like that. So. What's a Spooner like um, in person? Um, she's super nice. Yeah, like it's obviously like intimidating um, meeting someone like that. But um, I think it's like kind of the same as like meeting like an NHL player, stuff like that, like especially for girls, like that's like the top, like the best of the best. So meeting them is kind of like, whoa, like you were my idol growing up and now like I'm seeing you in person. Uh, why is she? I, I noticed she hasn't played in a little bit. Um, when is she coming back? I'm curious. Did, did like an injury happen, or I'm not sure. I don't. I don't really follow too much with the national team stuff as much as college hockey. So, 
Um, I think she's having a baby right away. So yeah, wow. she's pregnant. So yeah, I think uh, I don't know how long that's going to take to bring back, but um, yeah, I've kind of been falling a little bit. Then she's pregnant, and she uh, has still been training and stuff though. So. Oh, that's awesome. I don't know how you train when you're pregnant, but kudos to her yeah. for that. <laughs> now, sort of getting back to your career, like you said, uh, before college, you played for the Regina Rebels. Um, talk about that experience with that team and I guess what you took away from it. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so like I said, I played uh, on the Rebels in grade nine, so I played as an underage. So it was obviously tough to make that team. And then um, like playing with girls like three years older than you, uh, and knowing like, oh, wow, like, that's what I need to be like when I get to be that age and like, just kind of a lot to like look up to. And then, um, so I kind of didn't really do much my grade nine year, <laughs> a little bit irrelevant. But um, then in the off season, my grade nine year, I was like, okay, like, I need to prove myself, I need to earn my ice, like stuff like that. Like, I wasn't just gonna get handed anything. So um, I went in the off season, like worked hard and then came back and had a strong grade 10 year. And then um, that's when COVID kind of hit at the end of my grade 10 year. And uh, we had a super strong team that year. Uh, we were predicted to like go to SO, which is our like nationals. And um, sadly, uh, right before playoffs, that's when our season got shut down. So uh, we didn't have that year. And then grade 11, um, it was kind of pretty much all COVID. Like we had four games that year. So then uh, I went into grade 11, like obviously hoping to have that season. That's when like you're supposed to get committed and everything. And uh, so it was kind of like a lot of overthinking and like, oh, my God, am I going to get committed? Stuff like that. Um, and then ended up committing in the summer of my grade 11 year and then ended up having a really good senior year. And we had a shot at going to ESO. And sadly, we lost in the finals. But I think it was a great year, a lot of great girls. And uh, hopefully they can bring it home this year. <laughs> Yeah, how did you navigate your development through a pandemic? Because that's something that you obviously didn't expect. And it sort of threw a wrench in your whole development, like you said, because, you know, you when you're not on the ice, it's hard not it's hard to gain those skills that you talked about how you wanted to improve in college when you're not playing at all. Yeah, um, we had a little bit different stuff go on in Canada, too, compared to here, like uh, just talking to like some of the girls on the team about like what they did. Um, during COVID compared to what I did like we were really shut down like there was a period in time where we pretty much like weren't allowed to even leave our houses um, but when we were allowed to go out it was like eight people only on the ice for practices so like you can't really do much with that so it was really just like skill development and um, really if you wanted to like do anything it had to be like in your own garage or like um, workouts at home stuff like that so that's kind of what I did like you'd go out to the track and just like sprints or like get your own weights stuff like that but uh, yeah, it was really tough, that's for sure. Now, who were some of the players you got to play with um, with Regina since you said you had to sort of kind of get your your kind of level of play to their level? So I'm curious if there's any, like, notable names that are playing, like, Division One hockey now that you got to play with. Yeah, um, one of my best friends, actually, Nina Brick, uh, she plays with Colgate. Um, I also played with Emma DeCorby. She's on Yale now, uh, D-Man. Uh, Sydney Peterson, she's also on Mercyhurst. Um, and then there's a lot of, like, great girls, like Lauren Folk, Hannah Bailey. They they play uh, at home in Canada. Lauren plays for the U of R. Hannah plays for uh, Manitoba. So, yeah, there's a lot of great girls on that team who uh, excelled to play uh, at the college level, whether, whether that was in the States or uh, back at home in Canada. Now, what's the best memory you have with the Rebels, and how have you used that, I guess, to uh, prepare yourself for college hockey? Um, honestly, I definitely uh, would have a few. Like like I said, um, my grade 10 year, we had like 
a really unbreakable bond with that group. Like um, we were, like I said, we were predicted to go to ESSO that year. So kind of that whole year was just like a great memory and I'll never forget that team. And then again, with uh, my senior year team, we were really close. And since we had like such a good chance at like winning, like it was really between us and Notre Dame, which is the team that went on to ESSO. Um, those teams like just made like really close bonds and I had a lot of close friends on both of those teams. So both of those teams would kind of be great memories the whole year. Now talk about your recruitment process to Stonehill and I guess what made you want to commit to that school versus other ones you might've looked at. Um, yeah, like COVID kind of affected that a lot. <laughs> um, so I started off like talking to um, quite a few schools in Canada and then um, like growing up, it was kind of always the dream to go D1 because like that's just what you see and you're like oh like you make that goal when you're younger and you want to accomplish it um and then I came to um a showcase in Boston I went to the Beantown showcase and uh I was just playing in one of my games and Tara uh reached out to me after she saw and um since Stonehill's just right outside of Boston about 25 minutes um I went for a tour after uh, one of my games and then she came back to Saskatchewan I was trying out for the team staff and uh, that's where she offered me. It was honestly like really, really smooth process and went through quick. So that was great. And what's been like the biggest adjustment you've had to make uh, to college hockey? Um, I'd honestly say like the speed, like I kind of said before, I knew uh, the speed and tempo was going to be a lot faster in college compared to minor hockey. So I think uh, that's one of, been one of the big differences, but I think I've done pretty well adjusting to it. Now, let's sort of, I sort of want to ask you about coach Tara Watchhorn. Obviously, she's a Canadian legend winning the gold medal uh, for your country. So I want to ask, what's it like playing under her? And is there like an awe of, of when you're around her just because you know like what she's accomplished in her playing career? Yeah, at first it was kind of like, whoa, like this is an Olympian, like and not even just like an Olympian. It's from my country, too. So like being around like a Canadian who has a gold medal in the Olympics is kind of like a surreal feeling. And it's like, wow, like this could be my coach. And and that's kind of was what it was like during the recruiting process. And that's kind of like what was also like, yeah, like I want to go here. Like I went on my tour and I was like, oh, yeah, this is great. And then I was like, whoa, like an Olympian could be my coach. And so that like really helped it. And then now just like not even just being like a great coach, he's also has a great personality, too. And it's like easy to talk to and fun to be around. So, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. <laughs> What's her coaching style like? Like I'm curious, like sort of the X's and O's, like what makes her different from other coaches you've had in the past? Um, I think for her, um, it's not always about winning and losing, which I think is a big thing. Um, she wants us to have like our first thing coming here was that we want to like manufacture a legacy. It's our first year here and there's 18 freshmen. So that's that's a big number. And uh, we have one grad student, uh, one junior and then two sophomores on the team. So she really like not like pressure, but she was really like we're all new here, including her. Like, this is her first year as a head coach. Like, yes, she has experience at PU, which is great. But um, for her, it's about, like, making, like, memories as a team, like you said earlier, and, like, getting to know people personally and not all about wins and losses. Like, we got to come together as a team before we need to win games. And how have you built that chemistry with your teammates? Um, how have you guys gotten to know each other more? And uh, what's that bond been like so far? Um. So so when we, after we all committed um, in the summer, we kind of like, you always find each other on social media and stuff like that when things get announced. But um, we started having like group Zoom calls. So you could kind of put a face to a name and like see who people are, start 
talking to them, whether it's Snapchat or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, starting to talk to people in the summer, like over social media. So then when you came here, it was kind of like less of a less of a stressor. Like you know that you're all going to a new place, a new college. It's, like I said, 18 of us. Like that's a it's a big number. So coming in, just knowing that there's some familiar faces, whether you know them or not already from social media, or a couple of the girls already played together. Um, like uh, some girls from Mass. So um, it was a little bit easier for them, them, I'm sure, but definitely putting a face to some names was great over the summer. And what's it been like uh, building that togetherness with your teammates? I, like you said uh, just a few minutes ago, it's not about wins and losses. It's about building a legacy. So I guess big picture, how have you seen that uh, built so far in the early stages of it? Yeah, um, I think like you said, like we st- came off with like a strong start and then um, went like downhill with our wins and losses a little bit. But I think, um, like I said, like we can really just like go up. Like a lot of people said that they'd see us as like an underdog and like at the bottom of the league. But I think a lot of us like have a lot of skill and got um, like kind of looked over a bit. So I think that um, a lot of us on the team know that we can like work together and build something that no one really believed that we could. So I think uh, that has a big part in hopefully the success that we're going to have coming up. Now talk about your first college hockey game against UConn. What was that experience like for you putting on the jersey for the first time? And obviously the game didn't go your way, but you guys did bounce back the next game and bring them to overtime. So I'm assuming just what take, I guess, how have you like, I guess, emotionally processed uh, that weekend since it was your first one. And I feel like there's a lot of emotion that goes into it. It's not just about, you know, the hockey and what happens on the ice. Yeah, for sure. Well, for a lot of us, that was our first ever college game. So there's definitely like a lot of nerves for everybody. And no one really knew what they're being thrown into. Like, yeah, we've all played like high level in minor hockey, but like, this is our first year as division one athletes. And so getting thrown into a top 20 game against a top 20 contenders, like, holy, like, we have no idea what we're going up against. And I think we were all like in a little bit of shock, but like, so excited to play the game at the same time to like get that first game off your chest but uh like wow i'm a division one athlete and like understand that like you finally made it to one of like your goals now one one other question i want to ask you is how have you balanced both hockey and academics that's obviously a big challenge that not many student athletes get asked but i i ask it here because i'm curious of how you do it because it's very it's very, I guess, like it's it's from a normal student perspective, academics is a lot of work to balance just on its own. But I just feel like adding hockey on top of that is even like more stressful. So I'm curious how you guys manage to do all of that. Yeah, for sure. Well, our coaches are really good with like understanding that we are student athletes, especially because all of them like went through it. Like Lauren played at Wisconsin. And so and she's actually one of our like mental health coaches. So like she really understands like what we're going through and how like it's not easy to be uh, student athletes. So uh, we actually practice in the mornings. So before all of our classes, so we get our practices out of the way and then we're able to focus on our classes for the rest of the day and then lift at night. So we kind of like have that big block of like academic purely academic so we got to focus on that and then after our lifts like we have time off again so make sure that we are able to like get our stuff done our coaches really preach like students before athlete and like if we need to get something done like of course like they let us go like if, for example if you have a zoom meeting or something like that during a lift they'll say yeah like do your lift later do your lift at a different time and um they make a lot of adjustments for us so they definitely make it easier to be a student athlete now, since this is the first year of the Division One program, curious, what games are you excited about 
or have you already played that game? I'm curious, like when look when you look at the schedule, like is there any particular game that excite you the most or is it just all of them? Um, I'd say, yeah, like it's definitely all of them. Like every game's super exciting. But for me, I would say that the most exciting game would have been like UConn, the first one, because it's like, wow, like I'm putting on this jersey for the first time. Brand new team, brand new people. I didn't know anyone going in. So and I think that's a lot of uh, the same for a lot of the girls on the team. But um, yeah, I would say that UConn was the most exciting one, like a little bit nerve wracking at the same time. But it's like, wow, like I'm here. One of my dreams that I've like worked for my whole life kind of thing. So we're now in a segment I call the non-hockey segment where I ask you some non-hockey questions just to get to know you a little bit more off the ice and your teammates as well. Uh, so first question is, uh, who's the funniest on the team? Um, I'd say Gracie Saka. Yeah, I mean, her are pretty close and joke around a lot. Now, your school loves to do the mic'd up like thing for practices. So who's had the best uh, mic'd up practice so far? Um, I think the one today actually is going to be pretty good. Um, Mia Kenmore. Uh, I didn't, I haven't seen it yet, but uh, just the some of the stuff she says on the ice, I think is pretty funny. So hopefully hers is good. <laughs> now, since the World Cup is going on, I'm curious, what like sporting event is your favorite? Is it the World Cup? Is it the Olympics? Like uh, Stanley Cup? Like I'm curious, like what's like your favorite one? Um, I'm not really a big soccer person, but. Uh, like the World Cup's okay. I don't really watch it, but I kind of like follow along with all sports. But I'd say probably the Stanley Cup or Olympics for sure. Uh, I'm more of a hockey person. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with you with the Stanley Cup. Um, yeah. Just because, like, you know, the, those guys work so hard to get to that moment. And, like, you can yeah. just see the intensity on the ice. That's just, I don't know. I, it's always fun. So, who, who, who do you have winning the cup this year? Um, honestly, I'm not a Bruins fan, but I think the Bruins uh, have a good chance. I'm a Bruins fan, and I agree with that answer. Part of me is also like a little like there's a pessimistic side of me that's like, yeah, they're playing so well right now, but teams that tend to have the best record in the league don't do too well in the playoffs. You saw that with the Panthers this past season, and I feel like the Lightning had like 60 wins or something one year, and they got knocked down the first round. So there's a part of pessimistic side of me. It's like maybe they can they should lose some games, not get the best record in the league, and then. They don't they have something to sort of motivate themselves through the playoffs. It's a little it's a weird feeling going on in my head, honestly, with that. Yeah, they definitely have a tough schedule coming up, though. Like they play the abs, which like obviously a Stanley Cup, like just one. And then uh, they play Tampa coming up too. like they just or they yeah, beat they Tampa played Tampa last night. Oh, OK. Yeah. So that's good for them. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. I think they have Florida, Vegas, um, Colorado. So, yeah, definitely some tough games coming up. Carolina, yeah. too. So. We'll see what happens with that, but to be 70, 17 and two in the late part of November is pretty crazy. I've never seen yeah. that before. Now, who, which one of your teammates has the best style, both on and off the ice? Um, I'd say Bree has some pretty good style uh, off the ice, and same with Maeve. Um, on the ice, I think Eve, like our goalie, she's she looks pretty good. <laughs> she's got some nice pads, sick setup. I think it's it's hard for a player to top the goalie style on the ice because you you all look the same. At least goalies have stuff to like sort of express themselves with on the ice. Yeah. I feel like you have good style, Alexis. Why why don't you say yourself? I know you don't. Um, want <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I try, but like I guess Eve just Eve tops me there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, uh, who would it be and why? Oh, uh, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, I'd honestly. 
probably say either Jonathan Taves or uh, Natalie Spooner because, like I said, like they're one of my idols growing up. So that'd be cool. I would say Wayne Gretzky just because um, I feel like he has a lot of interesting stories. But just to hear like how good of a hockey player was back in the day would just be uh, it would be uh, I would be not talking too much throughout that um, dinner. Yeah, and definitely like a different perspective on like hockey because it's changed so much since he's played. Yeah, I think I remember listening to an interview with him and he said like he said he wouldn't be able to play hockey today just because of how expensive it is. So he said something he like wants to change like um, in the game now is trying to make it more accessible for everybody. So I thought that was interesting. It's something that you really don't consider. Yeah, that's crazy, actually, how much that uh, like how expensive it is to play, like no matter like what level you are. So. Um, next question is, what's one thing about the U.S. that is sort of different than Canada from your experience so far? Um, there's kind of like a lot of like little things that are different, but um, especially in mass, like people talk way different than me. <laughs> and like I get tripped about it a lot. Like and I don't think I have an accent, but um, people here like have an American accent. And like I guess actually like serving sizes are different with food. Like we'll, we'll go out and I'll like get a medium and I'm like oh like this is like a large in Canada like serving sizes are different here yeah I feel like I don't know I feel like maybe because I'm from Mass myself I feel like everyone there's like what the typical Boston accent you don't really hear that too much it's mostly people that uh, talk like like a regular American accent but that could just be me yeah I think like I didn't at all think that I had an accent or like we have like the stereotype like saying a and stuff and I I was like no I don't say that at all and then when I came here i I guess I did say it and people like call me out every time I said it. And so now when I say it, I'm like, oh, I do say it all the time. So I think it's kind of just like when I when people tell me and then I start thinking about it more. So I do think there is accents in Canada, but like like I feel like Ontario people talk much differently than people from British Columbia. I feel like a lot of people from BC are more laid back than people from Ontario. So I feel like there is a difference between the accents. I don't know like what exactly it is. It just feels differently from my, just conversations I've had from people in Canada. Yeah, like the Gracie girl I said about earlier, she's from Ontario and then I'm from Sask. So, the, and then the people on our team say that we sound nothing alike. Like she, they say that she doesn't have an accent and I have a really strong one. So <laughs> I don't know how that works because I think we talk the same but yeah I think it just uh, maybe it's I don't know I there's the sometimes you hear someone it's like they definitely have an accent I just don't know like what it is like yeah. people from Minnesota talk much differently than people here in Massachusetts and I don't I don't know how to explain it it's just that's the way it is yeah I agree <laughs> now last non-hockey question for you is like what's your favorite part about um like what's your favorite class you've taken so far in college I know it's your first semester probably so it's not many options to choose from, especially as a freshman, you you sort of forced in to pick like certain classes, but I'm curious, like what's your favorite so far? Um, I'm in a public speaking class right now. And I'd say that's probably my favorite one because um, you got to pick the topics you talk about. And so really I just picked to talk about hockey the whole time. So it's kind of like easier and it's what I already know about talking. So uh, that's one of the easiest classes. I'd say I'd like that one the best. What are some of the speeches you've had about hockey? Um, I talked about like uh, mental health and like college athletes. And then I also talked about like managing academics and sports. And then I've also talked about like just what it's like to be an athlete, like in general growing up. So kind of just all stuff about hockey and athletes. 
Yeah, I'm per currently taking a public speaking class as well. And I, I, I would say it's probably my favorite class I've taken so far this semester. I feel like I've gotten a lot out of it. So, um, yeah, no, and it's similar. We get to pick our own topics. So, yeah, and you learn stuff about like stuff you already know. Like, yeah, I'm like interested in those topics. So then I can use my background knowledge, but then also like research it and then not get bored while researching. <laughs> yeah. I would say though, like we had to do a group project one time, so we I couldn't do hockey for that one, and then I had to do a persuasive one uh, this past weekend, and uh, it, it I there was really you had to use like scholarly articles, and there's really nothing like academically scholarly that you could find for a persuasive speech, so I couldn't do one for that. But uh, for, uh, besides those two, I've been doing mostly like sports related ones. Yeah. Now getting back to some hockey questions. Now, uh, first one is, what's your favorite thing about being a Stonehill women's hockey player? Um, I'd say, uh, like the typical, like culture answer, but really like, I do mean it about this team. Like, uh, we really clicked like right away. And a lot of us are, I don't really think there's like certain clicks on the team. Like, I think we can all like hang out with different people throughout the day. And like, um, there's not like, oh, like duos and trios and stuff. So I think that it's really nice knowing that you can like talk to anyone on the team and like go hang out or go for lunch, with, like people on the team. So one of the best things I'd say is like our team culture. Why did you choose number four? Um, I've been number four my whole life, uh, like since I started playing hockey and number four was my mom's number. And so when I was picking, it was between number four, my mom's number and number 27, my dad's number. And number 27 wasn't an option because that just wasn't a thing when I was growing up. And so it, number four just came to me and I'm also born in 04. So it kind of just like worked both ways. Yeah. Uh, no, so not a Bobby Orr fan though. Um, a little bit. Yeah. Like it kind of helped because uh, my dad is like a huge uh, Flyers fan. So um, he was like, oh, Bobby or Bobby or <laughs> I was like, uh, no, I'm I'm doing it. just because." <laughs> but yeah. yeah, and then it just stuck my whole way. And then I uh, used it during other sports, too, like um, in elementary school when I play like volleyball and basketball and everything. And it just kind of like became my number. Now, what is uh, something that needs to be done to help grow women's hockey, in your opinion? Um, I think, um, like social media is a big, like influence on every sport. And I think it's definitely like an influence on, um, women's hockey. Like when they uh, started broadcasting, like, uh, female sports on like TSN and stuff like that, um, the views went up, like skyrocketed, like, um, even for like the U18, um, for like the nationals, um, it was two years ago it was literally broadcasted on like a doorbell camera pretty much. And then the next year it was on like actual TV and the views were like way up. So I think um, like different types of broadcasting would be a huge help. And uh final question is um, what's like, should uh, hitting be allowed in women's hockey? Um, I think yes. Um, and I think it would have to be like put in, um, at a younger age, like, I think you can't just be like, oh, yeah, you can start hitting once you get into college hockey. Like, I think just like um, with guys hockey, how they start well, in Canada, they start in Bantam. So I think um, it should kind of just be a thing starting in Bantam, like all around, not just with guys hockey. No, obviously, you have a brand new team. So we're trying to help you guys out and tell everyone about how awesome your team is. So like, is there anyone that we should interview for from your team uh, next? I'm curious if there's any interesting folks that interesting teammates that you have that'll be fun to talk to um we definitely have a lot of good people on our team i think um on the ice and off the ice but i would say um gracie Saka would be a good one to interview or bailey feeney would be good awesome 
We also got to get Coach Tower on the podcast at some point. Yeah, I know she's agree. listening to this, but uh, we got to make that happen. Yeah, I agree. She, she'd love it. <laughs> well, Alexis, thank you so much uh, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate your time. It means a lot to myself. I had a, such a fun time getting the chance to talk with you today, and uh, I'm looking forward to see the big things that you're going to accomplish, not just this season, but beyond, whether it's in hockey or off the ice. So thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, it means so much to me. Yeah, thanks for having me. I had a good time too. Walking in, I know it's true